Welcome, big little besties, to After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings. Today's episode is a hot topic, the age-old debate, is it better for your kids to be a working parent, a stay-at-home parent, a combo of both parent? Spoiler alert, both are jobs, both are hard, both are rewarding, and you're doing an amazing job. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that Moki, my pug, he is my number one baby. He's my firstborn. I love him so much. But if I'm being really, really honest, ever since having kids, he doesn't get the attention that he used to. I do my best, but there's a lot going on. But one thing that makes me feel really good is we recently switched his food to the farmer's dog. And I cannot tell you how happy this little pug is every morning and every night when he's about to eat. Even my husband commented yesterday, he's like, I've never seen Moki prance around so excited. He loves this food. And I've noticed a difference where he does look happier. He has more energy. He just looks like a healthier dog. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and it's made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. Honestly, when you pour it, you can tell how real and how clean this food is. In hindsight now, I can really see how like traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed, and they can use so much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they're extremely difficult to portion accurately. And if you're using dry food or like store-bought food, no guilt. I did it for a really long time, but I now notice such a difference since I've switched him. Which is why I'm here sharing the farmer's dog with you so you can incorporate it into your family. And one little detail that I love it makes life easier is the farmer's dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send you the right pre-portioned size specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it really easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life. In fact, dogs at healthy weights can live as much as 16% longer than overweight ones, and that's two and a half years. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to better breath and even easier digestion and smaller, better poops. Yes, poops matter. A healthy diet isn't just important for humans. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com feelings. Let the farmer's dog know that we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Finally, here we are. It's after bedtime. The kids are asleep and it is time to get down. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever popular Instagram account, Big Little Feelings, which helps you navigate all things parenthood. But this is not a boring parenting podcast. There will be inappropriate jokes. We will be getting down and dirty. So put those babies to bed and let's have fun. Dina. What's up, girl? Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 <laughs> Dude, I'm having a coffee at 8 p.m. I feel incredible. You're screwed. You feel incredible <laughs> now, hot. and then you're going to have a heart attack in like one hour, and and then it's the end. <laughs> I feel like it's actually working to my advantage, though, because okay. you know when you're so bone tired, yeah. and then you have caffeine, and yeah. you're like, uh-oh, I'm bone tired with anxiety now. Yes. But this is like, Mm -hmm. I have anxiety and I'm not tired anymore. It's working. Oh, okay. Two negatives make a positive. Got it. Let's (laughs) go. (laughs) 
I had to. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a bad mom joke. And speaking of way too much caffeine and anxiety, we have a very special guest by request overwhelmingly in the comments, in the DMs, on the reviews. Former stay-at-home zaddy, VP Hype Squad. My husband, Tyler, is in the room. He's back. How's it going? Tyler, I just want you to know, Kristen and I had a meeting after the last episode you were on. (laughs) We assessed your vibe. We Mm -hmm. assessed your insights. We assessed your jokes. We're happy you're back. We had like a whole, you know, decision makers in the room. A whole corporate meeting. There was like a boardroom. There yeah. was a big wooden Dean table. Dean and I wore power suits and we just sat <laughs> in this basement with Had a little bit of wine. Coffees. And we were like, I think I think we can have it back. There okay. was like water jugs in the yeah. middle of the table. Stanley, a lot of Stanley cups. A lot of Stanley <laughs> So many Stanley cups. Hi, I'm happy Hi. you're here. I'm Me happy too. we're all in a room together. And I have my this own chair fun. this time, which is nice. <laughs> we don't have to share. Different. I'm just so stoked for you guys. You guys have the number one podcast or like came out at number one. That's insane, one. guys. Congratulations! Uh, my master hype, 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 hype! Still hype. the hype squad. Woo, so there he is. It's pretty crazy. Um, this is the question that I have for you. How okay. does it feel to be on the number one podcast? To be like the special requested guest on the number one podcast on the Apple charts? I don't feel it. Okay. <laughs> what I feel is sweaty, okay. mostly. Yeah, a little nervous. A little nervous. Okay. Uh, oh, but surprise, guys, yeah. I cut out coffee. I don't drink coffee what? anymore. Yes. This was surprise. a great segue, by the way. Like, <laughs> don't drink coffee anymore. Still what? loads of anxiety and caffeine, but I'm wow. getting it through tea now. I'm a tea wow. bitch. Yeah. Okay. I'm a tea bitch. Yeah. Like a matcha? All of it. All wow. of it. Give me some like Tibetan Darjeeling first he's, flush. He's really leveled up because like he's like going to the tea, tea shops. Oh, I'm at like, a tea we're shop. We're not just a Starbucks bitch. Like we're going into tea oh, shops. Oh, yeah. We oh, have yeah. like a, a device that we are using. Like a tea situation. Oh, this is not casual. No, no this it's is not. Like ve- it's very know. intense. Is I don't do okay. anything like casual. <laughs> I'm not that type of person. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like chill, casual. That's not for I me. I went just jump right into the deep end. Yeah. I think that's called okay. hyperfixation. Dina, is that correct? That's accurate. Okay. So it's like, yeah, the minute something becomes a little bit of like an interest and mm-hmm. then we are all, all in about. on tea right now this is my That's new it's... lifestyle <laughs> my Coffee. new identity is tea yeah okay. i am only associated my personality is based around tea at this point i mean wow. do you feel first of all better than everyone else like i feel like this is I part do. i do though i do though as i like jitter out of my chair <laughs> No, I do though because like it's more even. I don't like have that two o'clock crash anymore. It's like a new brand of anxiety. It's new. It's like nice. It's like a, uh, yeah. This is it's the problem there. though with okay. hyperfixations or just yeah. people in general. I guess is when you're like die hard on one thing. I just feel like you think you're better than everyone. No, like there's nothing not. wrong with being vegan or being keto or cutting out coffee or whatever. But now, like the second you cut out tea, you look at my coffee and you're just like. Mm having a coffee huh That's like you were really sweet and you, that got garbage, choice, huh? Huh? you got me a coffee and i was like oh thank you yeah. but i drink tea now yeah. <laughs> it was the most judgmental 10 seconds that i've ever heard you I and like, oh, i i respect it that's coffee, fine. Oh, co- uh, don't that's a choice i don't drink coffee anymore that's a choice i haven't drank coffee for a while now dina what are we pulling up in what are we do- what are we drinking these days i've got a decaf coffee i'm yeah. rocking that's your that's i will choice. say though i i tried something new okay. i just want to put okay. this out there i <laughs> brace yourselves i now wash my face twice a day and i put on i put on vitamin c in the morning and i put on a retinol thing at night a retinol thing like your face says it all (laughs) 
Yeah, I am I don't surprised. know what it is because I still don't understand it. Sure, but I'm doing it. No, I feel like that's adulthood. You Are we all becoming adults? Like, no. look at both of you just yeah. really starting routines. Do you? Absolutely I mean, not. you're you're a man. Do okay. you wash your face every day? Because yeah, I didn't I wash my face before. in the shower. That's how I do it. Cetaphil. Yeah. Shout out Cetaphil. Not sponsored. Just clean skin. <laughs> okay. Not sponsored. Okay. We'll take it though. So I was the odd man out. Got it. Okay. All right. I yeah. No, I do wash my face. I I enjoy a skincare routine. Yeah, your routine. Your routine. I'm a skincare routine. Bitch. You know, I was always jealous of people who could do this. For some reason, it just didn't come naturally to <laughs> me. So I'm, I'm really trying. This right is now. like your hiking thing, you yeah. know, where it's just like you yeah. see other people. And by yes. the way, I mean, can we all acknowledge that like you wake up looking like a Victoria's Secret angel model? <laughs> so like you, everyone nice. in our DMs is like, Dina, what's your skincare route? Dina, you look amazing. And it's like nothing. Literally nothing. Literally never even washed your face. <laughs> so it's hilarious <laughs> that this is like your thing that you, you know, feel I like you're a little out. bit less than. That's okay. why I had to start okay. this. It, right. it backfired. It didn't work. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> I know neither of you are asking, but I would like to share my new thing. Which the is, platform's yours. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I would like to share that I am now officially a football bitch. No. What? I watched <laughs> like what? 10 minutes of a football game. <laughs> and it's all because of our girl, Taylor. The internet is all ablaze. We love Taylor. We hate Taylor. You know what, like mad just respect for Taylor that literally what NFL sales, I don't even know actually. What is it? NFL, what is it? Jerseys? Yeah. yeah. Any, jerseys, anybody sure. has this statistic in this room? There was like NFL jerseys went through the roof. Like anything she touches, we're all blindly gonna do. Like, I saw we're all yeah. blindly gonna do intense. it. That then when she wasn't at a game, it yeah. was just like a normal football game. Sure. The views were down four hundred percent on the football game. I completely <laughs> believe that. Like Taylor has rebranded. The, arguably the most boring not for me <laughs> and a majority like majority. offended i love their, football like, go on every, <laughs> you love football i do but the thing is anybody who was a taylor swift fan was arguably probably not a football fan probably like not. dina yeah not a big taylor swift fan like you don't hate her, i don't know who like, she is sure no idea who she is <laughs> it's one or the other and now the worlds are colliding. colliding the worlds are colliding and i am here for it this is a real peanut butter and chocolate situation <laughs> i had to think that one through you know like before individually peanut butter and chocolate and then someone was like somebody was like football and taylor swift and we were like together. okay they were like well, i don't know i don't i guess why i guess so now i mean football, that's how the swifties feel and then yeah. the football people no yeah. offense are like okay. annoyed with you all oh yeah i don't know that we care no yeah no we care i think care. we're just here for joy i personally don't yeah Okay. Most I like that vibe. The, if I may speak I on, like behalf that vibe. Of, I, on behalf of the Swifties, like, I feel, I feel like her. it all it. boils down to you do you, which sure. actually yeah, sure. takes us into today's episode mm. where we're going to be talking about what is better for your kid and your family. Is it having working parents, stay at home parent, a mix of both? We're just going to unpack it all. And by the end of it, I promise you're going to leave feeling great. Yes. I hope so. I need that before bed. Yeah, maybe not you with all the <laughs> caffeine, but everyone else. Tea. Okay, we're big believers that small, easy changes can have big results. And that goes for your skincare routine, too. These days, it's so confusing to know what product works for this and that and which work together in what order. So I'm just gonna make it easy for you. The work system from Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, it's high-end skincare that's affordable and it really works. 
Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, by the way, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products daily with confidence. I do not have time to remember a 10-step routine. The work system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, with spring and summer around the corner, I love anything with sunscreen. Their Tinted Glow Wonder Screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades, and it's amazing. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. DimeBeautyCO.com. It's about time you've checked out Dime. Besties, you know that after bedtime, this is a podcast where we navigate the wild world of parenting after our little ones have gone to sleep, but we can't forget our other little babies, our furry little troublemakers, our dogs. I have a little pug. His name is Moki and we call him Momo and he really is my number one baby. He was my first child. And at the same time, as much as we love our pets, we know they can get into um, some trouble sometimes. Let me tell you about a time that my sweet, sweet baby Moki got into a bit of trouble. My one-year-old was just learning how to do solids. He's practicing. I gave him a huge lamb bone. And the baby, being a baby accidentally dropped it on the floor and within seconds I kid you not I looked over before I could grab it Moki inhaled the lamb bone all six inches in a pug down his throat it was horrifying we rushed him to an emergency vet and thankfully thankfully it was a three-day journey he is okay but trust me the vet bills they were no joke Speaking of which, we wanted to share a message from our partner Spot Pet Insurance because Spot Pet Insurance plans can offer up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, which sounds like a game changer and something I wish I had on the Moki Lambone fiasco. Honestly, like it was bad on top of bad when I got the bill. But now imagine getting up to 90% cash back on that bill. And the Spot Pet Insurance Plan offers not only coverage for accidents and illness plans, but an optional preventative care benefit as well to help with costs for routine wellness, vaccines, and more. And if you catch yourself thinking like, mm, is it expensive? Let me tell you, it is probably less expensive than the unexpected $1,800 vet bill that I got served. Go to spotpetinsurance.com today and get a free quote instantly. It's very easy. Disclaimer, paid ad for Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply for all terms. Visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Okay, so today we are talking about the age-old debate that I see personally all over social media. It's really annoying, to be honest with you. The debate, is it harder? Is it better? Is it better for the kid? Is it better for the parent being a working mom or a stay-at-home mom? And I say mom because I feel like most of this debate online is oriented at moms. Mommy wars. Fortunately, there's no word. I never see like, oh, a working dad is just like implied. On this episode today, we're going to dive into the research. What 
is better for the kids, staying home or working out of the home. Then we'll unpack our own incredibly unique journeys as parents, including the very unique former stay-at-home daddy over here. Lastly, we are going to give you specific tools on how to release the guilt and that feeling of the grass always being greener. That way you can feel confident in your parenting situation, whether you're home, whether you're working out of the home, so you can truly be at peace knowing you're exactly where you should be. Okay, but hold up. We have to talk about a very critical factor in this whole equation, which is paid parental leave in the United States. A hundred percent. Like this is really the underbelly of everything that we are talking about. I wonder the effects on parents when it comes to the overwhelming guilt and anxiety over this choice, if it is a choice, by the way, 100%. Because here in the United States, we do not have paid parental leave. And then if companies do offer paid parental leave or parental leave in some capacity, I mean, it could really run the gamut. It could be two weeks. It could be nothing. It could be six weeks. I think six weeks paid leave is considered generous. Like that's a lot for the United States. And I just wonder the effects on us as parents with this whole like overwhelming guilt and anxiety over this choice Because in other countries, I don't know that it's this sort of level of pressure. When I shared on our stories about how I was having a hard time going back to work after three months, and I was seeing all of these stories about women in Sweden, and they get 12 months paid leave. They have for sure, job security when they come back. So they do not have to worry about their role being taken away from them or being quote unquote punished in any way, which I know is a big fear for all of us. So if you truly have the first year to a year and a half to be home with your child, knowing that your job is waiting for you, knowing that your finances will not change at all. And by the way, in some countries, then the other partner gets to take up to a year. And then by the way, level this up, they have quality government covered childcare. You do not have to worry about where your child is going, how you will afford childcare. I cannot even imagine what a difference this would make in this whole conversation when we're talking about the overwhelming guilt of choice if we had better paid parental leave and support for working parents. I watched this happen in real life with a friend who lives in Australia, both her and her husband, entire year off, back into fantastic daycare after that. And as you should, (laughs) yeah, like I feel I feel extreme jealousy and a little bit of rage, but really mostly just for all like our entire country and all of these parents who are just set up for extreme levels of anxiety and guilt. I just want to clarify, I don't know how all of you feel, but I feel like when we say working parent, it means and implies that the person staying home is not working. And I just need, we need to pause for a second and say (laughs) that that both jobs are jobs jobs. and both are hard jobs. And when we say stay home, we simply mean your job 
is to be in the home and to be with your child and to maybe take care of the home. And that's your job. And that is a job. a job because if you're not doing it, literally someone is doing that as a job, by the way. Like what is that statistic or what is that, that salary where it was like you put together all of the salaries that would be for somebody who stays home full time and they earn something like $275,000 a year. Yeah. Like it's crazy. They're like, like the, the chef and, and the this and the housekeeper and That's the right. childcare and the nanny. So when we're talking and we're going to just call it stay at home and we're going to yeah. call it working outside the home, yeah. but we're talking about two different jobs that we are choosing between here. Yeah. And that's like something like people really need to choose their words carefully. I feel like especially talking to stay at home parents is that when someone's like, oh, do you work? And it's like, Mm. I do. I do work. That's I work right. at home. I work in the home. That That's a valid. Good perspective. So usually I'll try to ask like, I'll be like, oh, do you work outside of the home? Yeah, language matters. That's like my my go-to when so I talk does to somebody that, new. How does that feel as somebody who was a stay-at-home parent for, what, two years? Three years? Two and a half years? Two years. Need some background? Two and a half years? Need some background here? Some background? So yeah, I was a stay-at-home parent for like two, two and a half years. And I loved it, but it was kind of awkward when like people would ask because anytime someone was like, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home parent. And they were like, huh, I don't know how to process that. Like <laughs> I've never met a stay-at-home dad was kind of like the, like a, the gist a of glitch. it. Like, yeah, they were like, oh, is that a is that an option? You can be a stay-at-home dad? And I'm like, yeah. So I think I've met like one or two other stay-at-home dads in like three years, which is wild. I think the statistic is like 10% of stay-at-home parents are the father, which is crazy. Wow. So 90% women and 10% yeah. dads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But this in general, though, is just like a very polarizing topic for sure the debate is just off the charts and i feel like what happens is it trickles into your own kind of like psyche and not only do you end up judging other people but then you start judging yourself oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it was on both sides it's on both sides when you're working you're like oh man i wish i was a stay-at-home parent and then when you're a stay-at-home parent you're like it's like this is great but i should be working outside of the house especially from like i think a father's perspective you're just like i want to provide for my family yeah we start shitting really all like, over ourselves exactly guys. you don't realize that like raising your kids is providing for your family <laughs> i feel like social media does not help this at all because i personally literally even just over the weekend saw and i, I can't believe this is our world in 2023 but i saw some post and it had nothing to do with anything and then the comment section was just like why have kids if you're gonna abandon them in their formative years and you're gonna work like why even have those kids in the first place and then on the other side it's just like oh all you do like what do you do all day you just sit around and like mooch off of your partner your partner makes all the money and just sit around all day and it's like when are we gonna first of all stop doing that because that's exactly like dina when you say that it does get into your head. Yeah. And speaking from experience as somebody who's been both a stay-at-home parent and I think almost equal amount of time now having been a working parent, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret if you haven't been on both sides. Hit us with it, Yeah. You feel guilty either way. 100%. You feel 100%. guilty either there. way. Yeah. Yeah. I think a nice like change though with like social media though is yeah. at least stay-at-home parents getting recognition now. Yes. Like a lot of moms yeah. are like, hold up. Don't know if you guys know this. This is work. Work. This That's is work. Hard. And it's I think like, work. I think it's finally getting through to people that stay-at-home parents are working. Yeah. They're working. Because it was kind of like a 
just an assumption. Oh, what have you, what have you done all day? What did you do all day? You just hung out with our kids all day. It's like, yeah, that'd be dope. But I did not. <laughs> we were just like watching movies and yeah. hanging out and like snacking Somebody all day. Somebody else took care of the house and that'd then took great. care of the kids sometimes so I could take care but, of the house. But yeah. instead I'm doing 12 people's jobs exactly. for like no paycheck, exactly. no recognition. Exactly. And we can no get into that more for sure. Yeah. No thank yous. Yeah. Okay, I actually want to hear from you both because I've only been a working mom. Like my partner works. I've only been a working mom. I want to hear about your experiences because you both have done things that I haven't yet. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Yeah. So I was first the stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom. And Tyler, he, you, worked in an office and it was a very standard office job this was Very, like in an office 10 hours then nine to five but you're leaving at 7 a.m to eight beat to traffic yeah. you're yeah eight to five you're beating traffic you're sitting in traffic on the way home like what this meant for me as a stay-at-home mom at that time mm. was you didn't see them at all in the morning mm-hmm. like everything in the morning was on me all day it didn't matter if like a kid was sick if there was an emergency it didn't matter if they had like a halloween parade it didn't matter if somebody had a nap or there was anything going on it was all me. And then you would come home at what, like six at best, six which is great, yeah. you know, for most parents, by the way, we're very yeah, lucky and privileged. Yeah. yeah. Six change, yada, yada. You're downstairs by six 30 kids are in bed at seven, you know, yeah, so seven, seven 30. So I'm getting all, like an hour and a half in the evening. Yeah. So that was hard for you yeah. as the working parent and as the stay at home parent, it was all on me, you know, mm-hmm. day in day out. And I think that this is what's also not talked about enough is that there are so many rewarding parts of being a stay-at-home parent. And there's also so many rewarding parts of being a working parent. And then there's so many hard and grueling things about both. And we always, like you were kind of saying, we just like glamorize the other side when you're in it. When in reality, it's just like right now as a working parent, I think back to those stay-at-home days and I'm like, wow, the whole day... I could just go to Target or I could just go to blah, blah, blah. And then I think back to that and I'm like, that was hard. I remember just (laughs) counting down the moments and God forbid you get a text where it's like, I have to stay late, honey. And I'm just like... (laughs) <laughs> mentally destroyed <laughs> mentally destroyed like drops yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean you definitely feel it both ways and they're completely different like when i was working and you were a stay-at-home mom it was just the texts of like oh my god look at what she's doing look at what she's doing this is so cute like oh look what she just did and i'm like i'm stuck like building houses and like this is not my passion like i'm here to make money like i'm not here to to follow my dreams i'm here to provide and like i get that and it's huge responsibility and i'm missing like all these magical moments with my first kid and that was like really heartbreaking it was really hard like seeing her for like 15 minutes in the morning an hour and a half in the evening it's just like not enough now that part i I can relate to because i remember too when my first was like right on the verge of walking i just remember being like please don't take that step without me please don't take that step without me like wait till i'm home and it happened without me 100 like i got a video of like the second time it happened because like wasn't there for that either first moments that i missed and just like general cuteness that you just want to be around your kid for yeah so and that then was really as hard. a stay-at-home parent, I yeah. think this is why we have you here. A, we love you, and you're really funny. B, oh, why we G, have thanks. you here is in the incredibly unique experience of being a stay-at-home dad. We want to hear it all. I want to hear. Yeah. I think it's like really similar to being a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. or just being a stay-at-home parent in general. Like, 
I don't think there's like that much different with being a stay at home dad other than your own internal struggles that you get from being the dad. Like there is a lot of gender bias when it comes to like raising your kids, especially when you're a stay at home parent and like that gets internalized. I don't know if there's any stay at home dads listening or if a lot of stay at home moms that were like very focused on their careers that became stay at home parents that when you're doing that, you love it. And there's this anxiety about like, gosh, I should be doing something. I should be furthering myself outside of the home. Like I love my family. I love doing this. And I feel like I should be doing something with my life. I think as a a dad, it probably is amplified just because it's so deeply ingrained that like, the man earns the income and Mm -hmm. keeps the house. And that's what was modeled to you in your home. That was modeled to me in my home. And so there's that underlying feeling that's probably amplified and society, by the way, and all those looks and stares and, Oh, really? Are you taking the day off? You're taking the day off to be with your kids? Wow, you get to just stay home? Like people, when you would say that, by the way, they'd be like, their eyes would gouge out of their head as if you won the lottery (laughs) and as if you had 12 nannies at home and you were doing nothing, you know? And when a woman's like, like, I stay home, people are just like, oh, God, you're just like, you do so much all day and you're covered in boogers and you do whatever. But when a dad says it, it's like implied that you, yeah, you literally won, you don't do anything. You just sit around. You just sit around the house. Not the case. Um, but wild. I do, I feel like that it, the, the underlying feeling that I think you're identifying is, or at least for me, was similar in this like, not unworthiness, or but it's just this feeling where it's so unique taking care of your kids all day and taking care of the home all day, because there's no benchmark for doing a good job there's no raises there's no boss telling you a good job in fact it's the opposite most days you're being kind of screamed at in the face (laughs) for like giving your kid the cup that they asked for and it's sort of like not relentless but it's daunting it's grueling it's the most rewarding experience but there's absolutely no external validation validation, validation yeah. in any way whether that's financial whether that's a thank you whether yeah. it, it is a truly a raise a bonus thankless yeah. job yeah. and so i think it's almost and and maybe it's not maybe there are some people that are just incredibly 100% secure but i think for so many of us it's just this constant debate of like, am I doing the right thing? And for so long, I think we both did think we were doing the same, the right thing for Uh us. We really were. I loved it for so long. And at a certain point, there's still that underlying feeling that might be like, you know what, maybe actually I want to do something that will reward outside of just this. And that's valid too. Like both are totally valid. And I think like what a lot of people don't acknowledge is that being a stay at home parent, even though you're with other human beings is it's Mm. super isolating. Yeah. Like being a stay at home parent, you kind of like start to crave like having those adult conversations, like not just talking about toys and make believe and pretend. And like, no matter how amazing that is, like in a weird way, you're like, I kind of wish I was at the water cooler right now, just chit chatting. And like, I don't know if other stay at home parents feel this, but like you wish you had office benchmarks, like you would at a normal job. Like there is no quarterly review or like year end review where it's like, these are your goals. You hit 
these goals and you did a great job and like, we're going to promote you to manager and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you kept your kid alive for another year. Great job. That's it. And nobody even <laughs> says that. Nobody even says that. That's just you like me in the mirror. That's me in the mirror. You did it. You're like, oh, you did damn. It. This quarter is I want to hear one. Yeah. I want to hear like, you've made a lot of progress yeah. on yeah. handling those that's tantrums. Like you are yeah. crushing yeah. it. You're crushing it. There's nobody there to tell you that unless you have a spouse that's like very supportive. And like, even then you're probably not going to see it. Like you might see it overall, but like day to day, you're not getting that man. Like this Q3, you knocked out those tantrums. You just crushed it. You just crushed it. Tantrums are down 25% this quarter. <laughs> you absolutely nailed you it. You must be following big little feelings. Employee, employee of the month. <laughs> Taking a quarter. You, you get the parking spot out front. Good job. <laughs> In our case, it wasn't actually so much of a choice, which I know is so common, by the way. This is not always a choice of... I want to stay home. I want to go to work. Of course, sometimes it is. But in our situation with our firstborn, I had to stay home with our first because my salary was not going to cover even like half of what childcare would have cost. And your salary barely even covered the cost. Yeah, our salary just covered us. It was a really hard moment. I remember us crying in a Target parking lot. I was so nervous. I wasn't sure, you know, if this was the right move. I had never seen stay-at-home parenting, mm-hmm. by the way. I grew up in Los Angeles where, like, it's very highly successful people. So I didn't know what to expect. And in my case, somehow, I don't want to cry, but I'm definitely going to. You can oh, cry. I'm already It's crying. healthy Ooh. to cry. Oh. Oh. Those four years that I oh, was a stay-at-home mom, looking back... Those were some of the best years of my life. Oh, it was so special and so magical. And at a certain point, it really was exactly what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do in that moment. There were such hard times. Financially, we were really strapped. You were gone all day long. I really love it. I found pride in it. I was proud of myself. This was the most important job in the world to me at the time. I loved it. And I also, by the way, was not like the traditional, if you would call it that. There's no one way to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent. This wasn't me like baking cookies all day and making meals. This was just like, I just loved putting my whole energy into this human being. My house was a wreck. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And then really uniquely at a certain point, you know, three, four years in, and I'm having this feeling that I kind of want to do something outside of this. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to have a passion. I kind of want to, like you were saying, not be isolated all day. And something changed in me. I wanted to do something different and different wasn't more or Mm -hmm. better or worse. I think that A, a lot of times it's not a choice. But then B, things also change, even in what you're wanting or what you're not wanting, what you're able to do, what you're not able to do. Um, When I had my first baby, I tried to do both. (laughs) I tried to do both, which is I had always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And then we were doing big little feelings. We just started. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it helped me feel like me and I wasn't ready to just kind of leave that. I wanted to keep it going. And I tried for months, actually, 
to manage both where I was working at home and I would work during nap times and I would wake up at 5 a.m. and like try to work before and work after bedtime. And after a while, it just kind of ran me ragged and I could not do both. It was also a pandemic, by the way. Let's oh not God, even fail yeah. to mention. So by the way, first of all, you would think being quote unquote an influencer or being online means like you don't really work. This is we're talking we're like 40 hour, 45 hour work weeks. Like this is a full time job. We had employees at the time like this is a real <laughs> ass job. But also it was a pandemic, by the way. Word. And so you had your first baby thrusted into it the way that a lot of parents were in the pandemic where also it actually kind of wasn't a choice. You couldn't have childcare at the time. It That's literally true. had to, you, the first moments of your parenthood journey was like forced. forced to be doing both at the same time, which is all of us as pandemic parents can say impossible. Yeah, not to mention that if I could have a do-over, yeah. I would have consciously talked to my husband more about what was it going to look like career-wise if you love your job and I love my job and we both want to work. Like, how are we actually going to do that on top of no childcare with COVID? That's crazy time. Yeah. We didn't do that. And so what ended up just happening non-consciously is somehow I fell into both roles mm -hmm. yeah. and took on all the childcare, but still was trying to find ways to work and feel like myself and have my passions. And at a certain point, I just kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. It was not possible for me. It was not healthy for me. And both roles became stressful. So I had to really sit and make this really hard decision with a lot of feelings about what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to navigate that. And you were doing that postpartum. You made a great point. And I think a lot of people like if you're out there and you haven't had a kid yet or you're planning your second or third kid, like you definitely need to be having that conversation with your spouse. Like, what is this going to look like moving forward with our jobs? Like, I don't think we thought about that. You're we did so in the Target parking lot when we found out I was pregnant and we were we were yeah. crying and we had to make the conscious choice yeah. we, until the second we got that positive pregnancy test. Never it did not dawn it. on us. Never and I think in Dina's situation, it was like not until the baby came out. Even, Literally, where yeah. it was like, wait, I was like, what? Oh, your life wait. changes? What do you mean? Like, Hold you on. have to like it just didn't didn't cross yeah. any of our. No. But it did the second for me, it was yeah. a lot of pressure with the second that that pregnancy mm -hmm. test came on, because I think we all, whether it is a choice, sometimes you're privileged enough to even have the choice. Sometimes exactly. you are not right. Mm -hmm. You you have to work in order to provide for your family, no yeah. matter yeah. what you you would love to stay at home and you cannot. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also on the opposite, you would love to work, but maybe you your career does not cover the child care. Yeah. Like it's not always a choice, but mm -hmm. when it is a choice, it can be so hard to be in the position, especially I think as a woman, Mm. when we did this four years ago, it wasn't even a question of if you would stay home. Like yeah. it wasn't, it no. was all a Kristen, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue your career or are you going to totally. stay at home? Mm -hmm. And when we're all juggling that choice, there's so many factors and I wish we could come on this podcast. And at first we were going to say like, oh, maybe we'll help them. Maybe we'll help the listeners decide like, should they stay mm. home? Should they work? And we cannot because mm -mm. there's the financial, obviously, that is so unique to your own situation. Yeah. There is also, especially for women, even if it has nothing to do with finances, how 
putting your career on hold for a few years, how that's going to affect you in the workforce when you go back, what you are losing promotion wise, what you are leaving behind. It's such an identity shift. And we all have to, no matter what side of the coin you're on, you're making a sacrifice either way. Mm -hmm. And you're grieving or letting go of the part of you that you're having mm-hmm. to let go in this choice that you're making. Totally. It's never perfect, I don't think. Yeah, and I don't even know what that pressure must have been like for the two of you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I know personally, too, I still grapple with guilt all the time. Mm-hmm. Guilt of just, I would love to spend all day with him. And then half the time, too, I have guilt where I'm like, well, actually, I would love to go to work today. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. You know? And you know what, though, after I had my second baby, it was a shift from how I felt with my first baby, actually. Mm-hmm. With my second, six weeks in, after being in newborn land with a crying baby all day, all night, the diapers, the feeding issues that we went through, I was craving a moment to just be out of the house, to feel like myself again, to dive into what I am interested in and just feel like me. And so, with him, I mean, it was just different. Like I, I was excited to go back to work and really loved being a working mom. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big factor of choosing, again, if you're privileged enough to make the choice, it's a big factor that isn't like talked about enough, which is usually it's just like, okay, here's the finances. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Who's the finances? What are we do? Okay, you stay home. There's not enough emphasis on your own personal fulfillment. Because now what I would love to segue into, by the way, I would love to segue into, speaking of parental fulfillment, what the research says about being a stay-at-home parent, being a working parent, being a part-time <laughs> working parent, and how you make that choice. What is it based on? Listen, there's research out there from Harvard that suggests that kids who grow up with a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom, they grow up to be just as happy. There's research out there suggesting that, you know, in terms of achievement and success and even behaviors, there's not a critical difference. But Emily Oster, who wrote the book Family Firm, I think she really nails it on this point. There's a million factors that go into this that are really hard to measure. Everything from the finances of the family to parental happiness. It is hard to collect data to come to a firm conclusion on this, Mm. right? You can't measure happiness or quality of relationships even. Mm. And so it comes down to this. What is best for your kid is what is best for you and your family. I hate when you say that, by the way. I hate that. This is like walking. Just tell me what to do. This is like when I walk into my therapist's office and I'm like, no, you don't put it back on me. Tell me what to do. I don't want to pick. Damn it. I think it's really empowering because what we're seeing when we're scouring the research, we're scouring what is the answer. It's so empowering to know that, okay, I can let all of this go because at the end of the day, we're all kept up at night because we don't know if we're fucking our kid up or not. Oh, yep. they're in daycare. Am I fucking them up? Oh, I'm at home with them all day. So I'm not showing them, not showing my girls how to be a career, a career woman. I'm not socializing them enough in daycare. You're up all night, just guilt ridden by your choice and you don't know what's best for your kid. So 
Congratulations. In this podcast episode, we have just debunked that for You're you. You're free. You don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> it's nice to know that no matter what you pick, though, like, you're good. Yeah. It's not like, well, yeah. if you do one of these... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're, You're selfish. No, you really. Like it. what they found it's, is the differences are even just that's so great. minimal that doesn't matter. And you can <laughs> speak to being a child therapist. I can yeah. imagine what parents' happiness levels are or fulfillment levels are because, by the way, we can't be happy all the time. That's never going to happen. Working is hard. Staying home is hard. They're both fulfilling. They're both hard at the same time. But generally speaking, what we're getting to is is whatever is actually best for you, what is best for you all the way across the board, and you're going to be sacrificing something. And now we're just choosing what's the sacrifice. And it doesn't also have to be forever. I know a lot of people who did one thing in the early years, and then a different thing, maybe when they went to school. And I've seen it both ways. Yeah, you would think it would always be like, oh, in the early days, I have to stay home with them in their formative years. I've seen it the other way, too, where they're Mm -hmm. like, hey, listen, in the early years, like, I wanted to pursue my career. I wanted them to be, you know, yeah. out and socializing with other babies. And now okay that they're at school age, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not always permanent. You know, your your decision making can change, your internal motivation and your what motivates circumstances. you. That's what I was gonna say. Your finances yep. could change, your family circumstances could change. So I feel like the agony over this is at least for me. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you're listening so out there. Like I hadn't heard that research yet that mm. Dina was just talking about. So I hope if you're listening out there and you're just like really struggling with it, like I do almost every day. Yeah. That you're kind of just like, okay, I'm not making the wrong choice. I'm making a choice if I can. And it's not the wrong choice. Yeah. The okay. kids are going to be okay. Kids They're going to be, be okay. great. Yeah. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, now we're going to do something a little fun, which is a new segment of rapid fire advice. Let's do it. And this advice is going to be specifically tailored to you feeling confident in whatever role it is that you currently have. Working, home, somewhere in between. Here we go. First, we're going to hit them with the advice for the stay-at-home parent. Let's do it. Advice for a stay-at-home parent. I would say enjoy it as much as you can and... 
be okay with your feelings of disappointment, anxiety, anything else that you're feeling negative. That's okay, too. Dina's doing brands right now for <laughs> okay the feeling. Okay, All feelings own. are okay. All yeah. feelings are valid. Don't judge your feelings. Don't judge your own feelings. It can be both hard and rewarding yeah. at the same time. You can have so many feelings at once. My advice for stay-at-home parent is, dear God, find a time for a break. If you have yeah. a partner, do not underestimate or feel like, oh, well, I did nothing all day and they no. worked all day. No. Mm-hmm. You deserve a break. I remember every day that you got home, if it was 6 o'clock, I would take 15 minutes mm-hmm. to lay down in my bed. Also, nap time. This is my other rapid fire advice. Nap time is your time to take a break. If you're staying home all day long, in my opinion, if you're going to worry about the house and cleaning and cooking and whatnot, it's actually okay for your child to like watch you do those yeah, things. It might great. be beneficial and take the time that they are napping because that is your sanctuary. Yeah, take have the rest. nap. Have Take a rest. rest is have productive. Rest. Watch some Netflix. Rest is productive. Yes. Dina, rapid fire, working parent, go. Okay, my biggest advice is when you're with your kid, be fully with your kid. When you are at work, let yourself be fully with your work and try to keep those separate. It is so hard. So they are hard. going to leak into each other. Yeah. And it's going to feel like things are building up in the background. I know that feeling all too well. But truly, like, try to get comfortable with it. It's something you have to practice, honestly. Yes. That's a really good one. Because you would think that would like lead to some guilt, but that's probably like the best that you can do. Yeah. Like the best thing you yeah. can do is keep it separate and not feel bad about it. Is that the title of this episode? Like that's the best you can do is the best you can do. You know, like whether you're like staying at home or whether you're working, it's like I the, best it's really the best realistic, you can do. Truly. Yeah. The best yeah. You can do. yeah. It's always it's like grass is greener on either side and it's yeah. actually kind of like, well, you're the just doing the best the you can on both. The it's grass really is the same on apparent. both sides. There's mm. patchy spots and there's green spots yeah. on both sides. My last hot tip though yeah. is fuck doing it all and there's this like pressure out there that if you do it just right you'll be able to find balance in everything and that is not realistic have the right schedule and that's only on moms too i've never felt that pressure i've never ever oh boy i'm gonna light on fire time out come on in with that perspective never ever felt the pressure to do it all shit god damn once in seven years eight years i have never felt like I have to do it all. I've always felt I'm like enraged I could do and one jealous at the same time. <laughs> Our faces yeah. right now. I don't think there's been one day, even debilitated with COVID in a hospital mm-hmm. room, yep. I could be nearly asleep and just illness, and I am still thinking. Yep. Um, do I need to buy the next size up and close? Not even that. <laughs> not even just that. Where it's like every single day now as a working parent. But oh, by the way, I did the same thing as a stay-at-home parent. Every single day. I'm not joking. I am doing so much. And I mm-hmm. am doing the clothing. And I am doing a lot of the mental load. But I'm still thinking like, I'm not making an at-home dinner yeah. for them. Today yeah. is the day. Today's the day. We're not hiking. That I, <laughs> I'm taking them for a hike and then I'm making them a roast chicken and I don't even know how to make roast chicken. So I'm a piece of shit because I don't know how to make a roast chicken in the first place. And then I have to bake with them. I have to bake with them yeah. before they go to bed and I also need to read and I need to sit down and read with them because blah, 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 blah. It is never, there's yeah. not one day, never have I ever, when you say never in seven years, I'm like the opposite, where there's not one day that I'm not looking at the thing that I haven't done or that I don't do, even though I'm doing so much. I and do I'm that talking too. about like yeah. working and working in the home, working outside of the home and working in the home. I've yeah. never felt like I have to go have a career and I have to stay home. <laughs> We're both 
Done. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, guys. I love I it. I enjoyed this my last visit on this podcast. <laughs> you enjoyed it now? No, I really, I think that perspective is yeah. so welcomed yeah. because, yeah. oh my God, how do we bridge the gap? Like, yeah, how can, seriously. I don't know if every man really does feel this way or every woman really does feel this way, but it certainly seems to be a trend yeah. of, I cannot believe that you were sitting here and saying that every day you're not trying to have it all. May I also say that I've never seen a celebrity be interviewed and if it's a man asking how they juggle it all yeah 100 not and one I hope, time no because they're not trying to no they're here not doing to their, mention promoting the, their movie the, the flip That's side by the way is. whenever i'm on an airplane and someone's like oh. you have two little children so who's who's watching who's your watching kids while you go on this work kids. trip who's watching? that's literally if i get my nails done but to circle back <laughs> if you're listening out circle there back. and you feel like you have to be a working parent and a stay-at-home parent just let that go okay because the dads don't worry about it <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. Yep. Just... Let it go. Let it release it. <laughs> we'll come back to this episode another time of like Without how Tyler. we really truly will. I think we'll have an episode with real concrete <laughs> research back tools that we can all do together because clearly Dean and I are still struggling yeah. in this of how <laughs> you can prioritize the balls that you mm-hmm. have that you're juggling the best analogy ever some are glass some are plastic yeah. and you're juggling the glass balls and like yeah. you're doing amazing and maybe you can let the hike go and maybe yeah. you could let the roasted chicken it's gonna go, change and maybe in every season of life which balls are the yeah. glass ones and which are i'm gonna say rubber because they can bounce back later you know what oh, i mean that's good i have a question for you do you think there's ever going to be a season in my life where i'm making a roast chicken no probably not hands down <laughs> Yeah, no. Why do I have that pipe dream? I think hiking might happen. Let's explore that together. Hiking might Hiking's happen, but I don't know what, like, wh- maybe we'll do a whole episode just to help me release personally. <laughs> a roast chicken. <laughs> or the roast chicken pipe dream. Like, that's just not me. Nah, <laughs> we'll find you happen. a better one. Shit. No, Get a roast better chicken's dream. Not but a I think what dream. it all comes down to, honestly, is we are all doing a great yes. job. And your kids yeah. are going to be great. They are going They're to be, be right. fine. Okay, I think what it all comes down to is this, that your kids are going to be fine. They're going to be more than fine, no matter what you're doing in your family situation right now. Whether you are working, whether you are a stay-at-home parent right now, you are crushing it. This is hard work. This is rewarding work, and I am proud of you. We are proud of you. I'm proud of you, Bill. For all that you're doing. And if no one has said thank you today, thank you for getting the next size up in clothing. Thank you for cooking a nice meal for them. Or by the way, just getting takeout. Hey-oh. Thank you for reading all the damn school emails that are so long. Oh, I got a full-time job, by the way. (laughs) Thank you for making the birthday magical. Mm, Thank you for making the holidays special. Thank you for working a full-time job. Thank you for working a part-time job. Getting out of the house. Thank you for pursuing your own interests. If you do, I personally don't. But if you are pursuing your own interests or hobbies, thank you. You matter. You matter. Thank you for everything you do for your family. You're the best. Thank you for everything you do for your family. You are your hardest critic. You are up at night wondering if your kids are okay, if you're doing enough. We are here to assure you, no matter what you did today, no matter what you didn't do today, whether you got takeout, whether you ignored the school emails, whether you didn't order anything at all today, and all you did was sit on a couch and snuggle your child watching TV, that was more than enough. 
Now let's roll right into some questions from you, big little besties, that you've sent in. Let's crush them together. First question from Bethany. Can I make potty accidents teachable? How best to respond? Ooh, I love this question. Uh, Kick it off. Only we would like love a potty question. Yeah. Tyler, are you fired up about a potty question? Not really. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> feels right <laughs> so this is the question is framed in the best way possible really i is. love how she said yeah. this can i make potty accidents teachable okay every single potty accident is actually literally a teaching and a learning moment that's right think about anything that we want our kids to learn whether it's the abcs or learning how to swing a bat they have to make mistakes they have to mess up to learn how to do it differently next time. And that's exactly what a potty accident is. I mean, until they have the true sensation and feeling of like, oh, this feels kind of yucky. This doesn't feel very good. They're not going to understand like why it's so important to go into the potty because we want them to learn intrinsically, right? Intrinsically motivated to get to the potty. Why? Because this doesn't feel so good. If you think about it, if they just never had accidents, because like, by the way, this is sometimes people think that this is their goal, like no accidents. She only had one accident and she was potty training and blah, 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 blah. They're kind of learning to just go in the potty because you said so, right? It's like, go in the potty. Okay. I guess mom and dad want me to go sit on the potty. The only way they can truly learn on their own to connect the feeling and then what happens after the feeling is for them to have an accident. That's right. And how best to respond. We're actually going to avoid saying something like, it's okay. Mm. That can be really confusing for a toddler brain. So we're going to instead remind them the pee-pee was on the floor this time and pee-pee goes in the potty. Next time you have that pee-pee feeling down here, we're going to run to the potty and get the pee-pee in the potty. And the biggest thing we're going to avoid is a big negative reaction. This can be really hard after a really long day and you're like rounding the corner to dinner time or bedtime. This could be really hard during maybe even the beginning stages of potty learning, potty training, whatever you personally want to call it, because you're exhausted. And so this can be very triggering. It can be really hard to rein your own reaction in of like, oh, no, 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 no. But unfortunately, you're going to have to. <laughs> But the best thing that you can do is to have a very minimal reaction, no negative reaction, and just stick to exactly what Dina just said. Okay, Larissa has a question for VP Hype Squad over here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Larissa, Hi, Larissa wants to know, Tyler, do you ever resent Kristen for not doing the cooking in your home? Ooh, spicy. Spicy. Spice. This is a spicy one. Speaking of cooking. Dad joke. <laughs> Dad joke. Look out. No, I wouldn't say I resent you for it. Like, we all have our special things that we're good at. Thankfully, one of mine is cooking. Like, we would be real out of luck if I couldn't cook either. Yeah. That would be bad. That would, I would be feel, bad. I would resent both of us if neither of us could cook. <laughs> I'd resent your parents for not doing that. Yeah, I'd resent resent all the parents. No, I don't resent her at all. Like, we all have different things we're good at. And surprise, cooking's not always the mom's job. Mm -hmm. Like, the dad can do it, too. I'm here for 50% of the responsibilities, too. I'm not great at ordering the next size clothes. I'm not great at planning, like, oh, it's going to be cold tomorrow. Let's wear a jacket. That, like, mm, not my specialty. That's my load, right? That's my mental and physical load. We've decided that's, like, what you'll take on. Like, Kristen has her set of skills. I have my set of skills. And we've, like, worked it out. So, you know, she's taking half of the responsibility. I'm taking half the responsibility. Cooking falls into mine. And I don't want to see, like, our kids to see, like, 
mom always has to cook. And I also don't want to see dad always has to cook. So like Kristen, sometimes you're going to step up. Sometimes you're going to get takeout. I'm great at like a breakfast for dinner situation. You really are. And that's my least favorite meal. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's our kids' the favorite kids meal it, though. So I'm okay, so... With, it. I'm okay <laughs> with cereal for dinner, but they'll, they'll go like eggs and hash browns and toast and all that. And I'm like, yeah, great. like a gourmet dinner. It's a, gourmet, like a gourmet breakfast dinner. dinner for okay, sure. so I'll work on the roast chicken, like only for you and no, our No, you really don't. Not in terms of don't like our family. Don't work on the roast chicken. I think let it go. We're going to let go. Let that go. I can cook a roast chicken. I can like cook a chicken 10 ways. But I love this because I love what your kids are going to be witnessing as they grow up that both parents are part of this. You both decide to have kids. Yeah. Cooking is a parent's job. It doesn't matter which one. Yeah. Right. Well, at the household in general, because even when I stayed home, it was really important to us, no matter who is staying home, who is working, whatever our situation is, we decided very early on that we were going to go into the household and Mm. the parenting thing 50-50. Like that was a very deliberate choice. And it didn't always start that way, by the way. We had to work a lot and sometimes it'll slip more back this way and we have to like go back this way but we made that intention that we wanted for each other Mm. for ourselves and for our kids that they saw the household and the parenting thing is both mom and dad i love that for you um that did not happen in my house we are three years into trying to figure this out it's hard we're doing more common by the way your this situation is more common than maybe ours i don't know but i don't dina you're not alone in that you're not alone in that definitely not thank you for making the meals yeah, you're welcome. Mike, make me a meal. Okay, I love you. Move on. Question three. And lastly, Adrian wants to know how do I okay feelings but get my kid to stop whining about everything? Ooh, whining is hard. Whining is hard. Yeah, it's I hate hard. Whining is hard. It's, it's, it's a trigger it's for you. A big pitch. trigger. Yeah. It's more than crying for me. It Ooh, is. Whining okay, crying's above big for, me. for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm actually fine with both, but I have other problems. So just in case we're all waiting here. Officially, I'm fine with both whining and crying, but I have different triggers. Whining has a lot to do with just development and like brain development. The upper part of their brain, their prefrontal cortex has not yet fully developed, which is why they whine at this age. Right. Yeah. It's like unfortunately a developmentally appropriate way for them to express themselves okay that's cool but also just because it's developmentally appropriate doesn't mean we can try our best with different tactics to kind of minimize some whining hot tip number one you can try this try it everything doesn't work all the time try using the voice that you would like them to use and kind of see what that underlying request might be. This is called modeling the behavior. You might not always know what's beneath it, but let's say we're like really wanting a cookie or really wanting iPad or something. And it's the whining. So what we're going to do is calmly come in with the voice. I hear that you're wanting iPad. Is that right? And kind of show them how to communicate what they do need. Your spot on this is actually a very scientific thing, which is we all have mirror neurons that can get triggered when someone else has a certain tone of voice or someone else has a certain expression on their face or a certain feeling that you can feel. That's because your mirror neurons get triggered. So if you do something, it can trigger their mirror neurons to maybe do the same thing back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hot tip two. 
It always comes back to boundaries. It all comes back sure to boundaries. This is not always the cause of whining. This isn't always the, the root cause. But some of the time, you can identify you might have fallen into a pattern where when your child whines, you give in to whatever their request Because you is. just want it to stop. I get it. You just want it to stop. So you're like, fine, one more iPad. Okay, fine, one more episode. Okay, fine, you can have a cookie. And the thing is, is that your child is still understanding cause and effect. If I do this, then this happens. This is not manipulative behavior. This nope. is not conscious behavior. It is literally where their brain development is at to try to understand, okay, when this happens, X happens, Y happens after that. That's why they're constantly doing the same thing, like with their toy truck over and over and over, because they're like, oh, like, is this going to fall down every time? And they learn like, oh, this falls down every time. So every single time that you give into a request because of whining, you're accidentally reinforcing that whining behavior because that's how they know they're going to get that iPad episode. You can almost promise more in the future. And so we don't need to be harsh. We don't need to be punishing. That's not what we're saying. We can simply hold the boundary and allow them to whine, allow them to cry, allow them to be upset about it. But now we know each and every time they're not going to level up the whining to be kind of getting that extra episode or whatever they're going for. The more consistently you hold boundaries, the less you'll see whining over time, especially as their brains continue to develop. Yep. And number three, for me, I think whining is a form of communication, actually. And like Dina said, the prefrontal cortex is responsible for language development. So your child might be able to say like, I want cookie. And so you would think that they have the capacity to say, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling scared. I want mommy. But they don't always have the ability to do that. And you might just be seeing them kind of whining or really like clingy. This isn't a bad thing. I know there's a lot of like unsolicited advice out there of like, you should ignore them. You shouldn't give in to that. It might actually be a sign of a communication. Your child needs you or needs a little bit of special attention with you. Maybe you had a new baby. Maybe you had a big change and you're seeing an uptick in whining. So maybe up the special time with them. 10 minutes every day, unrelated, not in the moment of whining. You don't have to drop everything and do it. But just maybe it's a communication need here of like, I just need a little more of your time. Yeah. And mindset shift that my husband and I have had recently Mm. around this is like, this is a chapter of life. It's not always going to be this way. In a few years, their brains will be way more developed and it just won't be like this. You know, this is a chapter to get through. Tyler, do you have any advice for whining? The boundaries is a good one. Holding boundaries. Like, especially if it's something that you have encountered before. If it's like iPad and they're whining, they're testing you. They're testing you. So it's like, oh, let me just do one more. If you're like, no. I told you that was it. We're done now. You can be upset, but we're done for today. Then they're just kind of a little bit quicker to relent. Then they're like, all right, fine. Were you a little bit asleep just now? Your eyes are a little bit like just plane a bit, ride. Just a little bit <laughs> they sleepy. Give me plane ride vibes, you know, where you're just about God, to doze so off. God, so Yeah. Like during that question, you were dozing a little bit. No. Nah, you were asleep? It wasn't until I'm snoring that, you know. Uh, sure. you're, I think you were like, uh, you were, you were crossing the road into, you know, we're halfway <laughs> across the, the crosswalk we're into halfway, snoring territory. We're halfway across that bridge in Coco made out of flowers. <laughs> 
parenting reference. Seriously. A lot of you guys are going to get that out there. Wow. Well, I think that's a good time. This might be actually, we have no choice. We have to wrap it up. And our guest over here is asleep. falling asleep. Kristen, we're so boring. I'm not at all tired. Like, this is a problem. Oh, it's because of the coffee. I'm going to be four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like I could go do something right now. Um, I'm the opposite. So I'm going to go to bed. This is very much ready for bed. But I have had a lot of fun. Sorry, you guys. No, this is great, you guys. I had so much fun. I loved hanging with you. Thank you guys so much for having me again. This is like always awesome. I had such a blast. I really loved hearing your perspective. So thank you for coming, especially as a stay-at-home dad, because I feel like we never hear about that. You're a unicorn. I I mean, you are indeed (laughs) a unicorn. And uh, I also really enjoyed the part just of like the dad experience in general of like having no guilt. And I think that blew my mind. We're just like, that's what I'm going to unpack for the next four hours. Well, I'm going to take that one to therapy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you ever want to talk about roast chicken again, I'll come back. Okay. We're going we're gonna to have a whole episode where Tyler teaches me how to make a roast chicken. Yeah, that'll be a video podcast okay. for sure. At least it's not all about poop like the last one you were on with oh, us. Oh, okay. you guys. Man, now I definitely have to now come back. Now I definitely come back. Now I'm going to submit a question. I'm going to submit a question. It's time to go. Okay. We've hit that part. <laughs> Big little besties, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you like the podcast, please do us a favor. Hit the follow button. It means more on the back end than you know. It takes 10 seconds of your time and it helps our show so so much. We cannot wait to do this again next week. Maybe stay at home Zaddy will be invited back. I don't know. TV. I hope so. Yeah. We'll have a I meeting. So. We'll have a we'll see. Another boardroom we'll meeting TBD. to yeah. be done. <laughs> With analytics. You know? <laughs> We're gonna synergy. do some market research <laughs> on this. We're gonna have Mike pull up some like figures. For Mike, us. can I get an Excel sheet, please? Thank you. <laughs> it's already done. It's already been done. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. If you are struggling with toddler or preschooler tantrums, pushback, discipline, picky eating, just all the confusing things, this podcast, we can only scratch the surface. If you need help, our course, Winning the Toddler Stage, is here to help. It is aptly nicknamed the Toddler Manual because it truly has every single thing you could possibly struggle with under the sun between the ages of one and six within one course. We're not going to do a bunch of workshops. You have to buy the sleep guide and the picky eating guide and the this guide and the that guide. No. Everything you could possibly need for ages one through six is all in this one course. We were never meant to do this parenting thing alone. You deserve to have help. We are here for you. You can find that course at biglittlefeelings.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at biglittlefeelings. We give free tips every single day. They might change your life with one free tip. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an Odyssey production, executive produced by Lauren LaGrasso, produced by Daniela Silva, edited by Bob Tabador, and theme music composed by Liz Full. Then studio lighting designed by Shane Sackett and designed by Jackie Shearman. Special thanks to Odyssey executive vice president and head of podcast, Jenna Weiss-Berman. And thank you for being here with us. We can't wait till next week.